Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Since 2013, Bombus has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to The Trader, a Traitor's Podcast. My name's Matthew, I'm a writer working in TV development, and I am a handy faithful. The Trader features deep dives into every episode of the multi-award winning hit TV competition series, The Traitors, as well as interviews with contestants from the shows. This season of the podcast is dedicated to The Traitors Australia Season 2, and this edition of the podcast will focus on Episode 8, the penultimate episode of the season. I have a fantastic guest returning co-host to help me do that, but before I get there, it's time for some Traitors updates and TT news. After winning a National Television Award, The Traitors UK is also nominated in several TV Times Award categories. The show is nominated for Favourite Entertainment Show, Favourite Presenter for Claudia Winkleman, and, spoiler if you haven't watched The Traitors UK, skip ahead about 10 seconds, Favourite TV Moment for Wilf Being Revealed as a Traitor. You can also take part by voting for your winners at futureevents.uk slash tvtimes. Voting closes on October the 10th and the winners will be revealed shortly after that in an edition of TV Times. Next, some updates on new seasons. Firstly, as I've already reported on, filming is currently taking place in Scotland for the Traitors UK Series 2 and... As I predicted, The Traitors US will film shortly after that. At least one of the missions is fairly similar to one we've already seen in the past. I'll say no more because I don't want to get in trouble. Meanwhile, Series 1 contestants Meryl, Hannah and Wolf were interviewed on the red carpet at the National Television Awards by the Radio Times and said that not only will they be watching Series 2, but that they are 100% up for an all-stars version and would come back for it. 
And across the pond, the Traitors Canada officially begins airing on Monday the 2nd of October and it looks like it will be dropping in weekly episodes rather than all at once on a streaming service, which I am here for. This season will be presented by Karine Vanas, and like most other franchises of the show, will feature a mixture of celebrity and non-celebrity contestants. This one will include TV presenters and reality stars from other shows like Big Brother, Survivor and Drag Race Canada. I'll also update you a little later on on how The Trader will cover this version of the show. Things are going to be a little bit different for this one. Stay tuned to the podcast for updates. It's now time to meet my guest for this episode, a previous co-host on The Trader and a lovely, hilarious friend of mine. My guest co-host for the penultimate recap episode of The Traitors Australia Season 2 is returning guest Chris Weir. Chris is a stand-up comic who performs regularly around the UK and was a 2022 finalist in the Leicester Square Theatre New Comedian of the Year. He was also a Scottish Comedian of the Year finalist and Best Newcomer nominee at the Scottish Comedy Awards. On top of all this... Chris is now changing the TV landscape one pitch deck at a time as a TV development researcher extraordinaire. Welcome back to The Trader, Chris Weir. Chris, how are you going? Hello. How are you going, mate? <laughs> <laughs> um, do, you, do you have, um, I was going to say hello, Tradarians or something, but do you have like fan names for your, for your listeners? If I do, I don't know about it. Uh, okay. So you you can invent one. You can you're a creative well, person. Maybe the fans should get in touch. Hey, we're being <laughs> interactive. There's that thing now that you can do on Spotify where you can like respond. You can put like a question on your podcast and people can respond to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, get, get, I should, I should really know that. these things. Come on, Chris. You have powered through the season up to this point. I know you have thoughts particularly on Sam. Yeah. Can you sum up your feelings on this season so far in a nutshell? Sure. Um, I think this season I've just been incredibly frustrated because it's like the faithfuls are so bad at finding traitors and the only one they have found is because another traitor told them to go for. <laughs> like they would have never gone for Ash if it wasn't for Sam. And the only reason I'm not rooting for the traitors themselves is because Sam is the worst contestant <laughs> I think I've ever seen on the show. I hate him. Um, and I use hate regularly. Um, but I, I really do hate him. Um, the calling himself the sheriff, the cowboy hat. Did, I mean, he must have brought that cowboy hat ahead of time knowing that he was going to call himself the sheriff. And then, worst of all, the finger guns. I just, <laughs> I can't stand it. Anytime he pretends to shoot things, I lose another year. Not, here. <laughs> Not here for Sam. No. Uh, um, yeah. You've forgotten the most important thing in your summation of the season so far. Do you love Annabelle? You know what? I do. I At first I was like, wow, this person is very extra but then i really grew to love her as the season went on and i was like okay yeah and she was also very good she was again 
the traitors aren't good at voting, uh, aren't getting out the the faithfuls who are actually effective. Um, because they got rid of Annabelle and looking like one fell swoop. And then everybody forgot everything that Annabelle and Luke had said. Yeah. Like the banishment. I was so frustrated. <laughs> yes, that's definitely the vibe of yeah. the season. It's like everybody's sacrifice is for nothing because they just keep... And I feel like Sam is so obviously a traitor as well. He's loud. And anytime that anybody, like zeroes in on him he just turns it around and they're just so easily manipulated and it's just it's like watching a horror film where at first you're rooting for people and then they just keep going into the basement and you're like you know what you deserve to be killed <laughs> now uh, spoiler alert for anyone who's not seen australia season one mm-hmm. uh, chris when you were last on the podcast we were talking about episode three of that season which feels like a lifetime ago now it really does <laughs> Uh, how did you feel about the way that, that that whole season turned out and the eventual winner of that season? Um, I'm trying to remember what her name was. Alex? Was Alex. her name Alex? Yeah. Um, I, I was okay with it, but I did think it was kind of um, manipulative on the part of the editors to only show her having like a backstory and what she's going to do with the money, as if to be like, Look, it's okay that she backstabbed all these people because she wants to have a kid. I'm sure all the other people also had dreams with like $150,000 or whatever they made. Um, so, yeah, I found I found it okay. And I also thought the Paul edit, of course, was insane. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> Paul Gate lives on. Uh, when he suddenly had an English accent, and you were like, wait, have you been here the whole time? The whole time, Chris. Was, the whole time. Headed in plain sight. Really Except bizarre. not, because we couldn't see him. Uh, so, by, before we go on to talk about our episode today, we're going to play our game, the Trade Our Traitor. The last time <laughs> I, I we... thought you were going to say for the, I thought you were going to say before we go on, we have to have a word from our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> we are going straight to our sponsors, Pepsi. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite yet, sadly. Yeah. Uh, is, time... is Pepsi the one that Kendall Jenner like went went up to like police officers in riot gear and like handed them a Pepsi and yes. then she like, solved racism? She solved like the next world. She prevented World War Three. Yeah, with a can of Pepsi. So yeah. that's very much what I'm doing here right now. Yeah, <laughs> I think we fooled one another. Uh, when we played this before, I think we deceived one another, and quite yeah. frankly, there's never been trust between us again since Chris. Um, really ruined our friendship. So we're going to make that uh, worse or something now. Here's how the game works. In the Trade Our Traitor, our mission is to deceive the other player throughout our conversation by telling one undetected lie. The lie can be big or small, about the traitors, or ourselves, or anything else, as long as it is a complete fabrication. However, we're looking for fake facts rather than fake opinions. For example, Chris could lie and tell me that Sam has slid into his DMs and they've begun a fulfilling long-distance relationship. (laughs) However, he couldn't tell me that he thinks or feels that he wants to see Sam slide down the stairs in the Robertson Hotel and break something, when actually that's not really how he feels at all. That's so would... Is that where they film? 
<laughs> yeah, it's called the Robertson Hotel. Oh my god, I can't believe you know that. Although I can believe you. <laughs> <laughs> a beautiful venue. Yeah. Taking bookings now. They're my sponsor, the Robertson Hotel. I should get them to sponsor the podcast. Oh, why didn't I think of this before now? Uh-huh. We need a season three of Traitors Australia so that I can make that happen. Yeah. At the end of the episode then today, we're going to test out our traders and see if we can dig out the other person's lie. Chris, are you ready to backstab and betray me yet again? Always, but I need to think of my lie. <laughs> Unless you've already thought of it and you're playing dumb. I know, it could be. In that case, we are ready to deep dive into episode A of The Traitors Australia Season 2. So in our recap at the beginning of the episode, uh, we're reminded that Camille has been recruited recently uh, with this great line, you got to be joking me. <laughs> <laughs> which I love watching over and over again. Yeah. There was no murder in the last episode. So everyone made this wild, mad assumption that Sam must have been the intended murder victim because he walked yeah. in with the shield. And that's yeah. the only possible explanation that they all jumped to. Still can't quite get to the bottom of that. Yeah. And uh, towards the end of the episode, Sam seemed to somehow turn everyone on Keith. And it worked, of course. Goodbye, Keith. Another faithful gone to sin. Keith is an angel in heaven. So we start our episode eight at breakfast and there are only six chairs left. And there's a 50-50 split at this point. It's wild. We have three traitors, three faithful. What's going on? But they really don't realize that there is a 50-50. They keep thinking there's only two traitors left. And I'm like, oh, no, you're already almost lost. Yeah, yeah. And it's because they did something that they did in the first season as well, which a lot of people think is a bit unfair. I mean... To be honest, I don't think it's making a difference to this group of faithfuls, but the Roger isn't telling them when there's been a recruitment, so they're kind of none the wiser. Yeah, um, yeah. But I, I, again, I don't know if that really is making it. Probably at this point, the producers were like, we could do anything and they won't know what's going on. So it doesn't I don't believe this group of faithfuls can count. <laughs> I don't think it would make a difference. Probs not. Uh, we see Sam leaping down the stairs oh. like uh, Willy Wonka, inviting people to his factory. Um, he says this sort of horrible smug prayer for all the people he's murdered and banished. I know. If ever there was a moment for God to prove his existence and just throw, <laughs> throw a lightning bolt at someone, that would have been the moment. I really wanted someone to have like snuck into the room quietly whilst he was doing that and oh, overhear him. I know. Although again, do you know what? Someone could have snuck in, heard him saying that, and still <laughs> been like, what a faithful guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't think it would have mattered. Uh, Liam arrives next. And I, I just, at this point, thought, how the hell is Liam still in this game? <laughs> like, he reminds us that they have only banished one traitor the entire show, and there are only two episodes left. I it's, know. It's wild. Well, uh, I mean, I think Liam is still in the game because he is so blindly in favour of Sam, right? Well, yeah, I guess. And um, Sam told that. him that he'd been in the army or something? There was an episode where he was like, well, Sam, mentioned, Sam was the first person to tell me he'd been in the army, so then I knew he was the faithful, and I'm like, what? 
<laughs> I don't remember that. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, yeah I guess I mean, Sam could probably tell Liam anything, and he would believe it. So, yeah, makes sense. Um, you know, I, I I even thought at this point you'd think statistically they'd just have managed to get out another traitor by yeah, like I know by, by like maths. <laughs> And they've somehow avoided them all one by one. It's oh. it's wild. Uh, and the, so tonight, the, the, I mean, statistically, the chance of getting out a traitor is 50-50. So at this point in the episode, I was thinking, surely to God, tonight is going to be the night. Come on, they can get yeah. another one. But actually, uh, also, if the, if the traitors actually stuck with each other, it would be impossible. To vote out a traitor. That's true. Yeah, you, you, yeah we're, we're relying on a traitor at least one traitor turning on one of their own yeah. in order to like create a majority. That that's true. But I even at this point I I, I was still thinking that, that that was going to happen. How naive. How naive. Well yeah, well I mean Sam immediately starts talking about Blake again and I'm like, here we go. Yeah. Uh, he's also very smugly eating a watermelon and being just super villainous. Yeah. Um and I, I wonder if he is just like this, like if this is the real Sam or is it completely a persona that he's, you know, he's putting on? I, I do wonder. You th- do you think outside of the hotel he never eats watermelon? I think he hates. I think he's probably allergic to watermelon. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's he, how deep into character. <laughs> he's full method, uh, and I wonder if. Well, I, I wonder. It's probably very obvious that this must be why he was cast. Like he's probably a casting dream. Actually, I think if he yeah. auditioned and behaved like this. I would be like, this guy's a bit insufferable, but is going to be great on TV, especially if we pick him as a traitor. So I I can understand why he's on the show. You know what? I think he was cast because one of the casting people had this friend and she was like, I used to date this guy. He was a full sociopath. (laughs) He would be perfect for the traitor. I think that's how it's like everybody in his life should be terrified, but for casting, a dream. Yeah. I also think they had a cowboy hat and they were like, we really want to use this this season. Who could pull it off? Um, and who could like, who really likes being a sheriff? We found this guy who loves being a sheriff and doing finger guns. <laughs> Guys, we can use the hat. So that, that, that would make sense actually because I feel like it didn't fit his hat properly. Like, yeah, <laughs> it was a small hat and that was a big hat. I'm certain that is not his hat like surely to production he kept talking about being a sheriff and they were like get a hat get a hat and give it to him no way did he bring that with him Uh, but perhaps I'll be speaking to Sam soon and maybe I can ask him these questions these really of all the questions I could ask I'm going to be like Sam number one is that cowboy hat yours (laughs) (laughs) number two do you like watermelon yeah (laughs) Number three, how many women have restraining orders against you? <laughs> Sarah arrives next at breakfast. Uh, Sam asks everybody what's on their minds, what are they thinking about, who are they suspicious of. Uh, Liam and says... What, what do you mean oh. by what's everybody thinking? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's definitely the first time I said that, and I didn't need to retake it because I didn't understand my own words. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. This is this podcast live, and there's no editing at all. Yeah, you can cut, cut any of this. Uh, Liam says that Hannah has definitely cemented herself as a faithful, and I don't know why. What? I, what does he mean? I, is it because she didn't vote for Keith? 
I didn't night. understand that either. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think of, that she didn't she didn't vote for Keith, and then Keith ended up being a faithful, so that made Hannah look good. But throughout this whole season, people say these things like, oh, you're definitely a faithful. And I never know why they're saying it. I don't think they know why they're saying it. <laughs> that's why they haven't got traitors, because they're like, they're definitely faithful. No reason. Yeah. Uh, it, unless it was something that we just didn't see on camera, where they worked out. I mean, Hannah in the last episode was saying a lot of smart stuff about how Sam could murder himself because he's a traitor and she brought yeah. up that rules. Yeah. Um, which, is that rule true? Can they murder themselves? I, I, I think what they mean, I think they just phrase it in a really weird way. Like, they can't murder themselves. Like, they can't evict themselves from the show. Like, yeah. I think what they just mean is if one of the traitors has the shield, they can... Like in inverted commas, you like murder them, like, and they'll just pretend, like, they'll say rather than we don't want to murder a faithful tonight, they yeah. would say that to sort of Roger or the producers, we don't want to murder a faithful, we're going to pretend we tried to murder this fellow traitor. I think that's just what they mean, like, they, yeah, they can pretend. I, I didn't know if that was actually a rule or she just like made it up. I, I mean, it was good. Well, it got people thinking about Sam, but I was like, where did you pull this from? Knowing this cast, she probably just invented it, and then everyone else went, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> then they turned to a cameraman and were like, is this, is this true? And the cameraman was like, oh, I don't care anymore. I just want you guys to go to Twitter. Did we win yet? Yeah. <laughs> the cameraman was just like, it is Sam. And they were like, okay, who could the creator be? <laughs> Yeah, I'd love if every time Roger was in, in shot of a camera, he's just like pointing at Sam and like <laughs> winking to them. And they're like, what? What do you? I don't understand. Roger. Do you think Roger is so bored? He's just like, these guys. Like, maybe next year. Maybe next year we'll get a good batch. I think he must. During the, obviously, during these banishments, he, know, he knows who the traitors are. And he, his job is to just stand and say nothing. But yeah, he must be going out of his mind at these banishment rooms. Like, yeah. what is wrong with you people? Yeah. Would love to ask him, Roger. I'm still waiting for you to reply to my DMs. Oh my god! If you, if you got an interview with him, could I like be on it as well? <laughs> sure. Uh, so Sam uh, then asks everybody what they think about Gloria, mm-hmm. and you know, I I make all my notes as I'm watching the episode for the first. Like I don't watch it and then go back and make notes. I just watch it, type up my notes, pause, and I wrote at this moment. Sam asks what they think of Gloria, calling it right now, she's going tonight. Like, I just know as soon as Sam mentions oh somebody to the others, yeah. and the fact that they're showing us this in the edit, I just think now you can read the clues as a viewer. It's like, all right, well, she's going. That's why yeah. they've shown us him saying that. Uh, I did not pick up on that. <laughs> I, it's like Sam, Sam just needs to breathe somebody's name and everyone is like, yes, let's do it. And yeah. I don't know why they haven't notice this pattern of him repeatedly doing this i know i know they they kind of i've I've mentioned this before on on the on the podcast they sam seems to have this reputation of being this season's traitor hunter and i think he did it one time he did it one time in episode three he hasn't since then he has also voted out faithfuls so i don't know why you're all still so insistent that he's amazing also, since then, Annabelle literally said to the group, like, I think he did that because he's a traitor and he's trying to draw attention away from himself. Yeah. Like, she pointed out, 
I love that she also came on and was like, I've watched every episode of the trip, like all the traders. I've, I've listened to all the podcasts. Shout out to this one. Um, but so she like had literally studied trader behavior before being on and then nobody listened to her. It was yeah. so, so frustrating. Yeah. Um, a super fan. Yeah. Hey, Annabelle, if you're listening to this. Uh, <laughs> oh, she will be. She will be. Hi, Annabelle. Uh, Liam asks then what they think about Blake and Sam's like hmm and this was his plan in the previous episodes his plan his plan had been to get Keith out and then turn on Blake so I think when Sam hears Liam mention Blake now he's thinking about like oh should I should I yeah maybe that was my plan should I turn on Blake but I know that he's got Gloria in his sights at this point yeah Gloria arrives next she's still very much focused on Blake as well or Sam because she's now paying attention to Hannah's correct theory from yesterday about how a traitor could pretend that they had murdered themselves and all that stuff yeah uh, also we I noticed that there's a traitor's first here well certainly in uh, the Australian and UK and US versions so we always have this pattern at breakfast when I know what you're going to say yeah the, we're waiting for two people to arrive one of one of two people and it's always the last two people we heard the traitors discussing the night before but so, so at the end of the last episode Gloria and Hannah were the sort of murder possibilities but they've let them arrive in a different order today so actually they haven't kept Gloria until last um, I think that's so, so that you can't put, like the contestants can't figure out who the traitors are because if they did they would always be able to tell like the last two coming through whoever whoever came through last you yeah. would know that they weren't a traitor because of the way that they produced the show yeah I wondered that as well if like well first of all as a viewer I think I think we basically know that Hannah's murdered already. I think we now know we don't really need to wait yeah. any longer as a viewer. Yeah. Um, Camille still hasn't arrived, but yeah, we know that. Well, shit, it's not her. So Hannah's gone, and and yeah, I wondered the same as you. Maybe and this is complete speculation. I wonder if on set production we're like, oh shit, the. I was going to say the faithfuls are figuring it out. <laughs> um, but I wondered if they thought, oh, maybe we should change it a little bit just in case any of them. You never know. Maybe no, the night I, before. I think you're right. I think I'm sure. I feel like I saw an article that came out after the UK version where the, where somebody pointed out that you could basically just figure out from who came through at breakfast because it was yeah. never a traitor last. Yeah. So maybe um, now that everybody has had one season of the show and they're aware that there are people like Annabelle who are like learning how it runs, they're changing it. Yeah. It's just funny that they've waited until episode eight to do it. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. That is true. <laughs> it's a bit late. Uh, I also wondered very cynically at this point, I wondered if it was um, a tactic to, to make sure Camille stayed in the game. Because I wondered if they thought, right, we'll leave Camille to, to the last person. Mm. That'll make the others sure that she's faithful. I, yeah. I, I mean, again, I'm being I'm being very cynical. That I wonder if they were kind of tampering with it. Like we we like Camille and we want her to be in it to the finale. What's yeah. the best way we can do that? Let's make her arrive last at breakfast, just in case any of the others think that makes her a faithful. 
Uh, possibly. Be. I mean, it, it didn't work on Liam, as we know by the end of that. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, we go back to Gloria. Uh, Gloria is out to avenge everyone who has gone because of Sam. She's finally like piecing it all together, thank God. She's like, it's the second last episode I've decided to try. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be to be fair to Gloria, she she has actually been very suspicious of Blake for a while now, and she's been voting for him. So mm-hmm. at least she actually she has been getting it right. I just wish she had picked Sam rather than Blake to always Sam. go after. Yeah. Um, and it, although I kind of already suspect that Gloria is going to go home at this point, I I did think if she could pull off some sort of Sam blindside, it would be amazing. But I know that she won't, but I live in hope. <laughs> yeah. Well, when she pulled Camille aside and started talking to her about Sam, I was like, okay, this could actually be hopeful. Like if, if Camille could like get Blake on side and yeah, I was very hopeful at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was very hopeful every episode after Annabelle left, but it just got dashed each time. Yeah. Uh, a, a little a, a side note here. I just had a, a, a thought when I was watching the show at this point so I'm sort of deviating a little bit I, I wonder like how come in episode 3 when Sam went so hard for Ash and he was like determined to get Ash out mm-hmm. and everyone believed him like they just went along with him yeah I I wonder how how did he manage that to be so overtly targeting one person and it worked yet when Annabelle did it she went so hard for Sam everyone was like liar I know and also when Ash fought back, they were like, wow, you're really speaking out. You're being really loud. Is it sexism? I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I've, I've theorized about this in previous episodes, and the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> patriarchy. <laughs> it's the patriarchy. Uh. Uh, so, yeah, it's exactly what I've written next is, did Sam just get there first? Or are they all suffering serious unconscious bias and hate for women? I think it's that. They, I think they all need to see the Barbie movie. <laughs> Absolutely, they should have just stopped production. And be like, guys, we yeah. think you need help. Here is Barbie. <laughs> it's out. Let's go watch it. And Margot is Australian, so uh, yeah, of it would work. Imagine, imagine Margot Robbie just came to the house and like, guys, I got to teach you about misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, weird side fantasy that I just had. Um, back at breakfast, Blake arrives next. He's saying to us in his interviews that he still can't trust Sam. I'm thinking, correct, Blake. And then Camille arrives. Sarah does this thing she does at breakfast quite a lot, which is to just scream. She just is like, oh! <laughs> Literally screams. They realise that Hannah's gone and everyone starts going on again about how they knew that Hannah had been a faithful. And again, I'm just like, how? Like, Have they edited out some magical reason or... Are they just talking absolute shit? I don't know. I think it's another cameraman hint. <laughs> yeah. Another cameraman leaned in and just found she the thing. So uh, Gloria is now absolutely sure about Sam because she thinks it's too much of a coincidence that Hannah raised suspicions about him and now she's been murdered off. So Gloria's like, it's Sam. I see what's happening. I've got it. Roger arrives, he reminds him that another two faithful are gone and he reminded Keith, when Keith was banished, he told us about his police background, so Roger brings this up and he says uh, if he couldn't figure out the truth how on earth could the others? And he tells them to trust their intuition, gives them a bit of a clue about the mission, 
tells them that they'll have to go at it like a bull in a china shop. Yeah. Uh, so it's like the most literal clue he could give them, although yeah. they still probably don't know what he's talking about. Did you also notice during this moment where he said, the rest of you don't have 30 years of police experience, it like cut to Camille, who has had like 30 <laughs> yeah. years of law enforcement. So I almost felt like he was hinting to her to be like, pick up your game, girl. Yeah. I mean, she's uh, already a traitor, but like, She's not with the most trustworthy other traders, so... Yeah, and it's interesting how she... Like, it's the second last episode, and she still hasn't... As far as we know, like, she's not... She's still not revealed this sort of background that she's got. She's yeah. not... She's she's actively chosen to keep it a secret, yeah. and still hasn't spoken about it. So I kind of took that as him kind of signalling her, in a way. Yeah. Uh, we then cut, actually, to a sort of confessional from Camille... She implies that she needs to be selfish. And I I've, I thought at this point she was suggesting she was going to backstab a traitor, so I got quite excited. Same. And then we cut to a conversation that she has with Gloria about Sam. And again, Gloria's figured it out. She's figured out that Sam and Blake are the traitors and that, uh, yeah, Sam is on the rampage. And it's so infuriating to see someone get it so right, just like Annabelle and Luke. But... You already know it's probably just going to be ignored. Like with Liam and Sarah around, <laughs> you you can bet that like a really good theory yeah. is just not going to take off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Camille realizes that out of Sam and Blake, she trusts Sam the least, and she doesn't want to end up with Sam at the end only for him to betray her. Hmm. Foreshadowing. <laughs> I wonder. We'll see. So. We move on to the mission for today, the silver mission. Uh, Liam, I, lo- I love it. We cut to this segment of the show and Liam's still trying to figure out the bull in a china shop clue. He's like, a bull in a china shop? <laughs> he's still, like, heard this one thing three hours ago and he's, he's still processing it. I know. It's like, I, Liam, just wait for it to happen. You're going yeah. <laughs> to... I, I actually really love Liam. Like, I, I find him... Very incredibly frustrating to watch, and I, and his his lo- his undying loyalty to Sam is infuriating. But yeah. I also just find him quite like Sam, lo- lovable, sweet. quite sweet. Yeah. Um. I don't think he's like a bad guy or anything. No, no, definitely not. If yeah. anything, he's just too trusting. Yeah, and what an endearing quality to have. Mm. Uh. So the mission then in pairs, they have to find items in an antique shop. A- antique shop in inverted commas basically some sort of shed in the middle of nowhere that they've just thrown a load of shit into. Uh, But the pairs will be tied together and one of them will be blindfolded. And only the blindfolded player can touch the item that they're looking for. Um, This feels like some completely different wacky show, like a kid's show or something. It does, but I thought it was quite a fun challenge. And like at first I was, I kind of thought they'd been, I mean, they're obviously set up to fail, but I thought they were going to have like all of their money deducted. And I was like, why are we even doing this? <laughs> but, what, but you know, I thought it was fun. And also I like the this season, Roger is being a lot more playful. Like yeah. I think he's having a lot more fun with it. I, I laughed when, um, they arrived at the challenge and Roger said something and Blake just goes, Roger! <laughs> <laughs> oh, as all, I, mean, I mean, I'm here for Roger. Everyone knows this. Yeah. Like, Roger's a huge, a huge appeal uh, of the show for me. Uh, yeah, I like the mission too. I thought it was fun. And even though it's not like big scale, like it's incredibly budget. I just think it's quite yeah. fun because 
it's kind of, you can kind of imagine yourself doing the mission like you can think oh this would be really funny to do um i think some of the other missions you like like the uh using the bow and arrows to like fire something across a lake yeah um, or crossing a ravine i'm like i that i can't imagine doing that whereas this is like it's, yeah. it feels like a party game or something so that's quite just quite fun i quite want to try the axe throwing that looks kind of fun yeah but, um this one inspired the line from Gloria, we have booties and boobies. So <laughs> I, I enjoyed that. <laughs> I've got that quote written here. We have booties and boobies. Uh, yeah, there's. it's like this madcap mission. Camille and Sam are paired up at one point. They've got to get a teapot. Sarah and Liam oh have got God. to find a fishing rod. <laughs> when Sarah and Liam are paired up, holy shit, Liam is just dragging her around, like <laughs> knocking over fucking everything possible as well. I was laughing my ass off <laughs> I, I honestly think that should be entered into his legal record and like he has to keep away from like 50 feet away from anyone with a sight impairment for the rest of his life he's that dangerous I thought you were going to say that should be entered in his like best bits reel at the <laughs> end but no no you want him to have a record <laughs> on the record like he is a danger to people also when um it started out and Camille was leading Sam around and he was blindfolded. I was like, oh my God, lead him into traffic. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. you had your chance. Sam and Blake are also paired up at one point uh, and Sam compares the mission to his whole game of the traitors. He says he goes in, he destroys things, he causes chaos and he walks out with no problem. Uh, I was, so I got like another moment where I was just like, fuck's sake i mean he was literally deliberately breaking things which means they're gonna have money deducted and i'm like that could be your money you fucking idiot (laughs) (laughs) it was the same when he was hiking i'm allowed to swear on this podcast right i've been swearing all the way through it okay great When, when when they did the hiking challenge and he's just like literally throwing away money i'm just like what is wrong with you i uh... yeah wild wild um i think it probably like speaks to his age like he's he is young he's a really young guy and so uh it's just an immaturity he he certainly can't claim that he needs the prize money for the money you know well that's true yeah he'd be hypocritical yeah um i at this point i actually had a thought though here when he's he's like being silly and he's having fun with like they put on hats like him and blake and yeah it kind of made me think i what i wonder what he would have been like as a faithful like i actually think maybe he would have been a lot more fun and just like yeah. playful maybe maybe he wouldn't have had the, the reason to be sort of like really smug and devious and arrogant maybe he yeah. just actually could have could have just had a good time maybe that would have been completely different do you think this show is his villain origin story? Like yes. he was actually a really nice person until he had the the pat on the <laughs> shoulder from Roger, and then he just turned. This is the moment. Yeah, I don't know. I think even if he was uh, faithful in that challenge, he still would have been like shooting the china with his fingers. Yeah, probs. Pew pew. pew. <laughs> <laughs> We have got like various other pairings throughout, and I get my my favorite pairing was Gloria and Sarah because of Gloria's epic line, which oh. you delivered. We have booties and boobies. Loved it. Booties and um, I actually I think that surely that's the name of like a new entertainment format. Booties uh, Chris, and boobies. booties and boobies. Yeah, that's trademarked. Yeah. 
I've not like I've not developed it. I've not brainstormed what would happen, but just the title alone has sold it to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I got I don't know, maybe Gloria and Sarah would were, were like they'd be the hosts or something. Or they'd be like the the assistants who come on and do like mad shit. I don't know. <laughs> so keep workshopping it. <laughs> <laughs> one day booties and boobies is going to be a hit format uh and this is where it started and you mocked me so <laughs> at the end of the mission there are no bad ideas in development chris we they we have twenty thousand dollars raised uh roger and daniel are not happy with the mess that's been created mm-hmm. and they deduct another two silver bars so actually the total prize fund in the end for the for the whole thing is one hundred and sixty two thousand dollars also, I, can we talk about Daniel? Yeah, what's, what's your read on Daniel? My read is Roger's special friend. Uh, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> Wait, it's Roger married? <sighs> yes, he's married to a woman. Okay, but maybe when he's on shoots, you know. Well, what happens at the Robertson Hotel stays at the Robertson yeah, Hotel. I Am I right? Uh, you should call them up and be like... So I just want to check. Roger and Daniel, they shared a room. Is that correct? I could trick that. Yeah, because they're not going to tell me that up front. I could be like, oh, hi, um, I'm phoning on. This is, I'm phoning on behalf of Daniel. He's lost his watch and he thinks he left it in Roger's room. Could you just go and check? And from the reaction, if they're like, what? And They'd then like, I'll know. Roger's <laughs> room, you mean their shared room? Yeah, if they're just like, oh yeah, oh he's he's left loads of shit in there. I'll be like, oh, I'll I've uncovered yeah. the truth. Maybe like, tell him to get his cock ring as well. <laughs> <laughs> you should okay. see if you could interview Daniel. <laughs> I mean, contact. I it? do swear on this podcast, but I, mean, I don't know if I should keep that in. <laughs> Um, what if the format was called Booties, Boobies, and Daniel's Cock Ring? <laughs> oh my god. Uh, uh, okay. The Traders podcast is sponsored by Cock Ring. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 let me try again. The Traders podcast is sponsored by Love Honey. <laughs> Do you love honey? Well, we don't sell honey, we sell sex toys. <laughs> This is your podcast now. I'll get cancelled. <laughs> Sam will be like, I'm not coming on this anymore. Yeah, yeah. This isn't classy enough for me. Yeah. Ro- my hopes of getting Roger will be dashed. <laughs> be like, far too lowbrow, disgusting, one star. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Okay, so we return to the hotel after the mission. Uh, hey, Lee- Matt, what's the name of the hotel? <laughs> the Robertson. The Robertson Hotel, proud sponsors of the trader. Uh, Liam is suspicious of Camille and Blake, uh, which is pretty pretty good. But by law of averages, he was going to guess right at some point. Um, yeah. Then, I think they all know that Sarah could never be a traitor. Yeah, I think that's the one certainty for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then he he although just as I'm thinking like oh Liam not bad he then says that he knows in his heart that Sam is a faithful. Uh, to quote my previous guest Alan Shurjan, <laughs> Liam and Sam. Well, I think he's quoting something as well. Oh yeah, it's from the Brady Bunch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I quoted like a person who quoted something. Why didn't I just say to quote the Brady Bunch? Yeah, Weird. that's why I was wondering. I was just giving Alan a little shout out. That's all because I love Alan. Uh, Liam and Sam seem to be aiming for Blake tonight, uh, so not looking good for him because you know anytime Sam even suggests somebody, it's not good. Yeah. Meanwhile, Gloria wants to get Camille and Sarah on side with voting for Sam. Uh, we hear from Camille. Camille says, "In a game like this, when you're not part of a plan, you are the plan," and I think that's so true like very insightful uh so she realizes yeah like if you yeah basically if she's if she doesn't join in with this plan maybe that's not like it's probably better to be the on the inside of something than to not know what the hell's going on because then you maybe you're the target uh she reasons with the other two women that a remaining traitor is at least one remaining traitor is probably male mm-hmm. and i th- i actually thought that's probably quite a logical assumption i mean yeah. maybe it's not i mean th- of course, they could pick three traitors who are not male, mm-hmm. but it, it, it's probably quite likely they've, they've gone for a mix. And so I, d- I haven't heard anybody say something relatively logical like that so far. I know. It's so hard to be logical when you're discussing the traitors because you really you're just going off like behavior and how you're interpreting other people's behavior. But yeah. I, I do think that was right. Uh, that was a good point. Yeah. Um, I- Sarah? I was so glad that they were like finally discussing Sam pre-banishment, but all I could think, and I wrote this before I saw the rest of the episode, all I could think was, I wish you guys would just do that thing that they've done on other seasons of The Traitors, where you blindside someone. Yeah. You don't discuss it at all at the table, and then you just all write their name. Yeah. Because like every single time anybody has ever mentioned Sam, he just turns it around. And I was like, don't mention him at, because he's too manipulative. You can't, you can't actually talk to him. Oh, anyway. Yeah. Continue. Absolutely. No, yeah, there's, there have been several opportunities for them to do that. And you, you go into the banishment room as a viewer thinking, oh, they're going to like, they're going to get him now. Yeah. They've discussed it. And it just all goes to shit. As soon as they start talking, they just, I either forget everything they spoke about before or they allow themselves to, to completely change their minds in the moment. Um, and you'd think that they would learn at some point, like, we can't keep doing that. Like, we're going to just have to make a decision and stick to it. But they, they just can't. They always do that, like, really confident slow motion walk as they're going. To the <laughs> <laughs> do you ever do that walk in your house by yourself? Every day. 
Uh, Sarah finally does something that could be quite useful. She harks back to Annabelle and Luke, and she wonders why were they so sure that Sam was a traitor? Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, th- thank you. Like, it's oh, it, why is it taken three episodes since Annabelle's banishment for someone to like circle back to this? I, I mean, I'm sure they have, they have briefly, and they probably haven't. We haven't seen it, but I just, I just, it's just you would have thought that would be the number one thing anybody would have spoken about after that moment, and they just didn't. It's, yeah. it's wild. Particularly how they immediately murdered Luke as well after. Yes. So it's like the two people were saying this thing and they got banished and murdered and they were faithful. So, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the woman's plan now then is to talk to Blake and try and get him on side. They need him on board just numerically for this to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, otherwise it'll be three against three. Camille though talks to him and <laughs> it, it looks like at this point it's it's going to be Sam or Blake who get banished tonight. And I've written, unless they completely and utterly fuck up everything. <laughs> um, again, wrote these notes at the time of watching. Yeah. Uh, Camille uh, knows that basically, it, it seems like Blake's on board. Like, I get the impression that Blake's on board. So I'm like, oh, Camille and, Camille and Blake are going to go for Sam. And Camille acknowledges that they need to keep this plan from Sam because of exactly what you just said, because he'll talk his way out of it otherwise. Yeah. And there's this really amazingly awkward couch scene uh, <laughs> where Camille and Blake at Sam and Liam are sitting together. And I know like oh, the, the magic of editing can make something look as awkward yeah. as they want it to look, uh, but it's just really funny. Lots of shots of people just staring, saying nothing. And then Camille just stands up and leaves. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I want to believe that that's really what happened. Yeah. It just would have been hilarious. I wish it was too. <laughs> I think uh, what, when Camille said they need to keep it from Sam, though, I think she just meant before we go into the banishment room. Whereas, like, I think she just didn't want him to be able to talk to people ahead of time. But yeah, then, okay, okay. The problem is, it's like, no, don't even bring it up then. Never mention it to him. Yeah. Uh, the thing is, though, Sam knows that something's up. We we see clips, interview clips of them saying that actually yeah. he's feeling quite nervous for the first time because he thinks that there's something going on that he's not in control of. Mm-hmm. And that's just psychologically fascinating to hear him say that sort of thing. Yeah. I didn't uh, know he could experience fear. <laughs> yeah. We move to the banishment room and there's another... That like very direct cut to that scene. I noticed like this time we don't really get their slow motion walk and lots of voiceovers. It just sort of cuts there very intensely. Um, my when again a previous guest Alan and I we theorised that it was because every time now they walk to the banishment room, Sarah just falls over and they can't use the footage, <laughs> so <laughs> and they can't edit around it. So they're like just just get them in there and we'll fill from there. Yeah. Uh, Sarah must just sit down at all times because she hurt herself on that mountain. So oh, she can't be walking around. Like, she's been uh, through enough. 
and and being thrown around in the in the antique shop. Yeah, like, I, mean, I feel like Bray, Blake. I mean, not Blake Liam. I think he did some damage. Yeah, I think there was a one week break in filming while Sarah recovered after that challenge. I'd love it if they had a film the slow mo shot where they're all walking like really intensely and then just wheeling Sarah along. <laughs> <laughs> when she's got like her feet up like like that Mariah Carey gif when she's just been wheeled um... oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so anyway Roger uh, sort of like bams them up again sorry like very Scottish term for anyone listening Roger um, what's the what's the not Scottish version of that he just winds them up uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's talking about how great the traitors are and how they're fooling everyone so well I always find it freaky at this point in these seasons when the numbers get so small and there there are just like six people sitting around this huge table. Um, I I I think it makes it more intense as a as a, I imagine as a player because you you can't really just sort of hide in a in a crowd like there not there aren't twenty other people around the table and you can kind of yeah. just not say anything. Yeah. Like if there's only six of you, you're so exposed. You kind of have to speak, and you 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 have to look right at people that you're potentially about to vanish. Like it must be so uncomfortable. Yes, and you you know like well, well even when you're having discussions before the banishment that you're probably likely talking to at least one traitor at yeah. all times. Yeah. So it's really hard to float people's names if you know that like whoever you're talking to could just be a traitor and tell you the opposite thing. Yeah, and on the other hand, like. On the, on the other side of that coin is that you're also probably a bit closer to each other. You've spent a few weeks together now, like two or three weeks. And maybe that also then makes it more difficult to turn on people that you've, you've probably got like a little bond with now as cast members. So. so that probably makes it tough. I mean, I don't think Sam does. Sam doesn't care. But, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's, no. <laughs> Sam doesn't give a shit. formed an emotional bond with the person in his life. Yeah, Sam could have like someone from his immediate family there, and he'd be yeah. like, "Fuck you, are you yeah. making any money?" Did we ever get any backstory on Sam? Uh, not really, other than he, he's mentioned a couple of things in passing. Like, I'm, uh, I'm a farm boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and he he work, He's like talks about marketing briefly, but no, we we don't. Does he market farms? <laughs> he mar- He's in the the farm. Uh, publicity or business he goes to market with his projects yeah <laughs> uh no yeah we don't really have much of like a backstory from him i don't think which is interesting maybe that's because he's not a real person <laughs> and they're like yo he he just i don't know he's just a bot so he has yeah. No, yeah i know like a reality tv bot like how do they keep finding these awful people <laughs> beyond reality tv shows so the discussion starts and it's, uh, Gloria begins it today she gives them this pep talk about how they've got to get a traitor like it's now or never because if they get it wrong now you know they might as well just leave like this is the last chance to even things up or give them any fighting chance of getting anywhere in the, in the final she then just says she thinks it's uh, two guys uh, Sarah agrees. Blake says, at this point, I think it's pretty obvious. And I don't know what he meant when he said that. I wonder, did he mean it's pretty obvious it's two guys? Or I thought, oh, is he a, is he about to name Sam? Is he now, is this him turning on Sam and going to be like, like, it's really obvious it's Sam? Like, So I found that quite ambiguous. 
I took it to mean it's pretty obvious that Roger and Daniel are hooking up. <laughs> it's just a weird way it's been edited, but I'm pretty sure that's what he was talking about. That, yeah, it's got to be. Makes sense now. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. There are various shots of Sam as well at this point looking like nervous AF. So mm. again, I, I kind of started to think, oh shit, like... Blake's going to turn on him. This something's gonna, something's going to happen here. Uh, Gloria eventually, after she talks for fucking ages here, by the way, yeah. she eventually names Sam, uh, and she says that he turned everyone against Keith last time. Keith got banished. Sarah chimes in and like agrees with Gloria and brings up the shield thing. Like, oh yeah, Sam, you could have just uh, pretended you were the murder victim and actually you were fooling us all. And Sam does what he does really well which is responds incredibly calmly like he doesn't really lose his temper he's so measured when he speaks i, I always find yeah he says that um he says well none of the theories about that me being the murder victim and me having the shield came from me he's like i didn't start that other people suggested that and then he turns to on gloria and he says gloria you're the least obvious traitor so maybe it's you and then there's a shot of Sarah like mmm nodding and I'm like no I know uh, and then yeah then Sarah takes over she just like absolutely takes what Sam feeds her uh, and she starts asking hmm, why has no one ever written your name Gloria maybe we've all been blindsided by how quiet you are and then Blake jumps on it as well and Sam is just clearly loving it he's like ha 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 worked again yeah and then the discussions just stop. Yeah, it was really, really brief. I'm like, did they cut a lot, or did they just decide that they had nothing else to say? I I, I assume they just cut it like that. Like I, I, from what I understand from talking to cast members, like they these these scenes go on for hours. They always go on and they talk for so long. So I assume that they probably did have loads to talk about, but for for dramatic tension, they've just cut it right down because when you're at this stage you would think that you would discuss all six people as potentials yeah. um and then i'm guessing what happens is to make the episode flow better they just cut it but it is insane how quickly like they're just off sound they're just <laughs> all piling on gloria and she's just like oh for fuck's sake <laughs> yeah and you made a real error there chris you said you would think at this stage but no. lots of things that you would think would happen don't happen, but... I know. Nah, not this cast. No, I know they're too... too dumb. Uh, you know what's also always funny is, like, one thing that always escapes the faithfuls that make it to the end is the reason they've survived is because their instincts are so terrible. <laughs> like, they... They're just like, I'm so proud of myself for making it this far. It's like, because you were terrible. <laughs> so the voting begins then. Uh, Gloria starts. She votes for Sam. That's not really a surprise. Uh, Liam votes next and he votes for Gloria. Uh, like, why, why would Liam ever not vote for a faithful? Can I jump in here? Yes. The, what did you think at this moment? Because... The, the order of calling out names was completely... Yeah. We, like, it wasn't clockwise or anti-clockwise. It was all over the place. Yeah. The, I, I've noticed they've, they've done it at various points in this season. Mm -hmm. 
I I noticed it a few episodes back. Actually, it was the I think it was um, possibly the I can't remember. It was maybe when Ash was banished. I'm not sure. There, way like episode three, four, or five. I noticed that they. Well, I've noticed two things. Sometimes they just, uh, in terms of editing, they reveal the votes in the wrong order. But actually, yeah. at least one episode, it's it's the way they go around the table that's changed. And, yeah. and Roger will tell different people to vote at different times rather than just sort of doing it in a smooth circle. It's annoying me because it feels really overproduced. It's like they know what's going to be the most dramatic thing and they can't just figure out to go like clockwise or anti-clockwise. Yeah, it it would annoy me as somebody as a contestant. Like I think if I was sitting at the table, yeah, and if I well, <laughs> I'm saying I I think I would notice this. I think maybe this cast wouldn't notice this, but <laughs> yeah. I would pick up like why is Roger telling us to do it in this order? And like I would you would piece together like why are certain votes being revealed and like what are they building up to? And you can figure out what's the tie, what's the sort of point of conflict that they're building towards here yeah so i think you could infer certain things from that um so after liam it's sam and sam votes for gloria or gloria as he writes it (laughs) (laughs) sarah is next she i can't i told told you the traders don't know numbers or letters (laughs) (laughs) i find it difficult to talk about sarah's vote I, can't, I find it difficult to talk about Sarah Vaughan in general. She takes a massive inhale. I, I've written, what the fuck is she about to do? Mm-hmm. And she votes Gloria. If, if there's one more one more vote for Gloria, then it means that she's gone. Uh, and Camille is up next. At this moment in the episode, I'm assuming it was the same when you watch it, there's, there's this cut to what would be an ad break. Like, there's this really intense cut. I actually yeah. thought it was the end of the episode. I thought they were uh, having it here on a cliffhanger. I was like, no! Uh, uh, and I thought, this is not good for my well-being. Like, I'm, I'm, my heart races when I watch these scenes. And so it turns out that Camille votes for Gloria. Oh my actual god. Uh, I mean, it, it's, it's smart of Camille, I guess, to keep herself safe and just do what everyone else is doing. Yeah. Like she obviously read the room and she yeah. inferred that they were not going to turn on Sam, uh, and and I get that probably applies to Blake as well because Blake turns over his slate and he's also voted for Gloria, so he must have seen where it was going. Uh, the re- so the reasoning led by Sam of is that uh, Gloria like she brought about her own demise by because Gloria suggested that we should look in the less obvious places their reasoning now is yes Gloria we should look in the least obvious places it's you yeah that makes it like if she was a traitor why would she put forth that like mechanism of figuring out who's a traitor like it'd be like her actively pointing to herself and be like hmm the traitor could be someone like me and then make then they all vote for her and she's like no like it's, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. They never think through any of their thoughts. Yeah, I just think this whole season should be studied, like because it's <laughs> it's fascinating and horror like it's this horrifying experiment and how people can ignore the blindingly obvious and just make shit up about other people in their minds. Yeah. Also, by the way, uh, we talked a bit about sexism. We're now in an all-white finale. Like, yeah. come on. So 
anyway. Wait, how many people of color were there this season? Uh, more than two, anyway. Okay. Uh, and several of them went fairly fairly early on. So what, what I will say with the voting is I thought Camille and Blake were smart to go with the tide. Like I didn't actually disagree with them on that. I think I think there was a shot where you saw them like looking at Sarah and being like, "Well, she's gonna fuck this." So, <laughs> <laughs> like, I think they just knew. I guess, yeah, yeah. They were smart to go with the tide, but I do also think they could have tried harder to to like agree before again like make this decision between like camille and blake just get together and be like no no matter what we have to get sam out tonight I know. and like they knew gloria was going to go from and like they just could have like doubled down on sarah and liam and i know that was really unlikely that liam was going to vote for sam but if they had just gone in so hard it's, it's like, so uh, weird that they're not like camille and blake both have said individually that they don't trust Sam and they've set it together and yet they're doing absolutely no work to get him out before the final. Yeah. And if, if they were worried about Sarah like flipping her vote in the room, maybe maybe they could have done the opposite of a blind side. I know it's a big risk, but maybe they could have just gone in and be like, I'm yeah. convinced it's Sam. And yeah, then because if Gloria, Camille and Blake were all calling Sam out. Yeah. If all three of them were like Sam, I'm going to vote for you tonight, and here's why. And, he and just not say anything against, else. He can't turn it against all three of them. He has to pick one of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I get. He could have been like, "Oh, that's because you three are the traitors." Yeah. He could have done that, but I, I, I don't know. It's a risk, but maybe all three of them could have just been like, "Sam, it's you. I'm voting for you," and come up with like really, really, like logical reasons why it's him that they could come up with because they're traitors and they've got an extra perspective in the game, and maybe Sarah. We would have been like, oh shit, well, if the three of them are doing it, they seem pretty yeah. convinced. But yeah. then again... <laughs> yeah, then exactly. Again. If you know that Sarah's very changeable, then you just need to be the one who's changing her mind. Yeah, just like, like yeah. double down on it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, Gloria is banished. She stands up. She reminds them how idiotic they've been for voting her out, despite having acknowledged that the traitors were probably men. Also a good point. Yeah. She tells them that they are dum dums. <laughs> I do like that. They they've taken on this like dummy like uh, phraseology this yeah. season. It's fun. You dummies. You big dummies. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's an understatement. So off she goes, and I just, I just at this point I thought. And again, I, I watched this, I, I made all my notes having not seen any anything beyond this point. Mm-hmm. And I thought at this point, let's just call it like it is, the traitors are quite clearly going to win this season. Um, yeah. like the, or, or the faithful are not going to win. Uh, there's three of them left, and the other two players are Sarah and Liam. So, come it's on. literally impossible. And I also think the... Uh, it's harsh, but Sarah and Liam just don't really deserve to win anyway, so kind of don't really care that the Faithful are going to lose. Yeah. Um, so... I agree. I, like, my only hope is that they like, can be able to, like, get Sam out rather than all three of them, but um, yeah, it, I, there's no way the Faithful can win. <laughs> yeah. Literally, the, my notes were the, at this point were the same. Uh, that I'm switching allegiance officially. I'm siding with the traitors in yeah. brackets, sons Sam. <laughs> so, 
we have this moment actually after banishment where and we, we usually get a little bit of after, after banishment we've got traitor's tower or whatever but we have this fireplace segment mm-hmm. uh so they, they gather together we cut to liam and one of his mevs or his confessionals and he finally realizes that maybe sam is the traitor after all and he's quietly raging about it like he's really annoyed that he's been yeah. fooled yeah too little too late liam as yeah. jojo once said <laughs> sam raises a toast to gloria oh insufferable awful and liam liam then does this thing that i just think is so <laughs> foolish and he well, says, I mean, it was like unintentionally very hilarious. Carry on. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I already know. I already know I'm going. So I'm just going to say who the traders are. And he points to Camille and then he points to Sam. Uh-huh. And I think if he had a bit of wherewithal, he'd keep that to himself and, yeah. and either just say nothing at all and still act really ignorant or maybe like name someone that he didn't actually suspect yeah Uh, but at this point to just be like it's you and you i think Uh, he knows that sarah is completely useless so she's definitely staying (laughs) but he's like well i'm going but um and he was obviously so furious at that point it was so funny when he said what he really thinks under the assumption that he was getting voted out and then immediately finds out (laughs) with any murder tonight and yesterday i was laughing my ass off oh liam um but what is really horrible as well is that sam just stoops so low here by like he turns on liam and i'm like oh not liam like liam's been by your side this whole time like he turns on you really feel mate oh he's like liam you were the one that brought up simone and keith it's your fault they got banished and i'm like no don't do it to liam uh, and, and then yeah like you said roger arrives um he tells them they're the final five and that he's got a surprise and i was like oh my god annabelle's back you guys <laughs> but sadly not he tells them that he wants to reward them and that tonight there will be no murder uh, first of all, yeah, I bet Liam's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> but also I bet Sam is like livid because he would surely have had his sights set on Liam for murdered. Yeah. And it seems like now maybe he's a bit worried that Liam, Blake and Sarah could turn on him. Mm-hmm. And this is essentially where episode eight finishes. How how were you feeling at this point, Chris? Like going into the final, what what were your emotions? I mean, I was. I I think at this point it's just like fully giving up on the faith. <laughs> just like we were rooting for you, we were all rooting for you type thing. I mean, I was I wasn't rooting for them too much, but I was just root, if anything, I was rooting for the other traitors to betray Sam. And just get rid of him. I just wanted Sam gone. I've wanted him gone for like six or seven episodes at this point. This is still the episode eight, but like almost from the very beginning, I couldn't stand him. So the fact that he's still in, I was like, ah. Um, so I really, I'm just hoping for like a bloody demise in the final episode. Has you never before in your life yelled at a traitor like this? Never before. <laughs> when when my mama yelled at me like that, it meant she loved me. <laughs> people used to call me five hat instead of four hat uh at least you can smize about it 
Yeah. So and not smiling with your eyes, in case you don't know. <laughs> Anyone who has never seen America's Next Top Model right now will be very confused. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. I've never seen America's Next Top Model. I've just seen all those clips. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Anyone who's never been on social media before will not understand what's going on. Yeah. Uh, so, without spoilers, you, you and I have... We, we do both know what happens next, but we're not going to spoil it. We're not going to talk about it. But without ruining anything, where are you um, looking towards the final? Mm-hmm. Were you entertained watching the next episode when you watched the finale without ruining anything? I was. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Okay. The end. <laughs> All we could say. But uh, you're glad you got me on here. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, um, yeah. I did enjoy the next episode. Yeah. And I watched it about one o'clock in the morning in my flat. And at one point, I just went, ha! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I woke some people up. Yes. At one point in the finale, I just squealed. Uh, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I know that might be weird. Like, why am I asking you about the finale if people haven't watched it? It's, I'm only asking because I, I, from what I saw online, a lot of people... It sort of almost gave up at this point. We're like, oh, I just don't even want to watch the finale now. Oh, so really? and I, I felt uh, a wee bit like that. I was like, oh, I feel like there's no point in watching the end. And yeah, I read there's like Facebook fan groups and stuff. And some people comment saying, oh, oh I've just given up now. Like, I'm not even going to watch it. And I think, no, like, no, it's no matter very... what's going to happen, it's still very entertaining. So yeah. do no, watch no, no, no. it. You, you really should watch the end. Yeah. And then after you've watched it, come and listen to the podcast about it. Yeah. Also by the Hotel. <laughs> I really discretion hope... is a must. <laughs> I really hope they don't sue me now. Um, I didn't ask you at the beginning, actually. I normally ask people this at the start. Um, have you watched uh, the, any of the... <laughs> And I'm Cancerian. What a match. <laughs> I don't know if that's a match. Uh, have you watched any of called Cancerian before? Yeah, yeah, Cancerian. Uh, have you uh, watched any of Traitors New Zealand? No, I haven't. Okay. Do you no. know anything about it? No, literally nothing. Okay. I, I, I will only watch it when I'm invited on a podcast to discuss it. <laughs> what? Uh, I've <laughs> watched most of it. Uh, and what I will say, this is not this is not a spoiler or anything. The the faithful are far better in oh. Traitors New Zealand than hey. almost the polar opposite of uh, Traitors Australia season two. Uh, um, there's also are, are there any hotties? I the fact that I can't immediately think of one <laughs> means maybe. Yeah. No, but that's completely subjective, Chris. Everyone's beautiful to someone. And how dare you ask me that? Every Roger has a Daniel. <laughs> uh, coming next month, actually, will also be Traitors South Africa, Traitors Canada. Oh have God. your eyes set on any of those series, Chris? Are you going to find time for all of these? Like, are you going to have to quit your job? Uh, yes, I handed my notice today. Uh, I'm probably I'm not going to cover them. Well, I, I probably not. I, I'm not really covering Traitors New Zealand. I'm going to do a sort of overall just one podcast episode about the whole season. Oh, nice. Um, I'll probably do that for South Africa as well. But I'm not going to do episode by episode. Yeah. Uh, Traitors Canada. Something quite exciting maybe happening with the podcast for that. Uh, oh. Which I don't really want to say much about. But so it it will be covered. <laughs> sponsored by maple syrup yeah uh, uh 
I'll cover the Traitors Canada in some form on the podcast. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, before we conclude and we finish our game we've been playing, mm-hmm. uh, Chris, where can we find you online? And have you got anything coming up? Any gigs? Where can we find you? We want to laugh at you, Chris. I know. I mean, laugh thank, with you. Thank you. <laughs> you know what? I'll take either. Um, my handle is at piece of weird, which is annoyingly hard to spell. It's P-I-E-C-E-O-F-W-E-I-R-K. And I probably do have some gigs coming up, but I can't remember what they are. So just follow me on socials and I'll probably post about them. Fantastic. I can't wait to see you at that gig that you didn't describe. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We've been playing the Trader Traitor. We've been trying to lie to one another. Ah. Chris, I'm really sorry, but... I, I deceived you, I think. Uh, I told you a lie. Did you lie to me? I did lie to you. Okay. Uh, I swear to... Oh, I I have one, one idea of something that you might have lied about. Other than that, I truly... Nothing nothing hit my trader. Nothing yeah. like struck a chord. I don't really have any idea. I feel like you said something early on that made me think that it was a lie, but I didn't... You know, this is what happened last time is I forgot to write down the thing that you said. And then I for, like, as soon as you, because I don't think I guessed yours last time, maybe. Oh, I, I didn't. Think, I didn't yeah. because you were you lied to me about like the month something had been filmed. Um, and I feel like this time I had an idea of what it was, but I forgot to like make any kind of note of it. So I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, do you want me to reveal it? Yeah, please. I Malaya actually I told you within like the last three minutes. Oh, oh okay, uh, that's not what I thought. There is no traitor South Africa that oh. I made that up. Oh my god, you're so devious. Sorry. You're such a Sam. <laughs> oh, I can't have you in my life anymore. <laughs> Traitors Canada is coming out in October, but uh, South Africa I completely uh, fabricated. When you um when you review that you should call yourself the Mountie. so you're you're oh yeah what's my lie your lie i don't know the only i'm gonna get i wrote one thing i don't think this is your lie but i truly can't think of anything else Mm -hmm. um like i yeah i can't Unless you've made up something about this show, like you've made up something that someone said, and I was just like, oh, okay. I didn't notice that. Um, you said really early on that you had read an article about the two people coming in last and that one of them, the last one's always a faithful. Was that a lie that you hadn't read that article? That wasn't a lie. That was yeah. true. Yeah. Yay! Oh my God, I'm so glad I fooled you. <laughs> what was mine your was, lie? Mine was also recent. Uh, I have, of course, watched a ton of America's Next Top Model. <gasps> oh my god <laughs> you know the reason I believe that is because you I, I like talked to you at some point about RuPaul's Drag Race and you were like oh I've not I don't really yeah. watch it and I was that like oh true, actually, so yeah. the fact that you didn't watch that made me believe also that you had, weren't really yeah. into Top Model uh, I'm so proud of me <laughs> I'm so proud of you too and I hate you thank you <laughs> 
Chris, thank you so, so much for joining me on another episode of The Trader. Uh, I'm so so glad you came. I hope you had a nice time. I did. Thank you for having me. And please cut nothing. (laughs) (laughs) I'll send you the unedited version of the podcast. Thank you. And I'll talk to you again in person soon, I'm sure. Yes. Take care. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Fivefold Friday listeners, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you enjoyed the deep dive with Chris and me. I had such a fun time recording it because Chris is so funny and I edited out so much material that crossed way too many lines and several minutes of the pair of us just laughing. Although Chris didn't mention any upcoming gigs, he sent me a message the next day to tell me he actually does have various stand-up gigs coming up here in Scotland, so I'm going to give you the details. Chris will be performing at Drygate in Glasgow, performing new material on Tuesday the 19th of September, and Chris's beautiful picture is gracing the website ticketing page. And then Chris will be in Edinburgh at Monkey Barrel Comedy. That's a really big Edinburgh comedy club. Doing four shows over the weekend beginning Friday the 22nd of September. You can buy tickets online or on the door if there are any left. I'll put links in the episode description too. I've seen Chris doing stand-up and he's just brilliant. So Scotland listeners, I highly recommend going to see Chris. And you could definitely say hi to him. Not during his set though. Heckling is bad. On to the finale then. And I'm dropping this episode and the next at the same time. So you can go ahead and listen immediately. Just so you know, it is a biggie at about two and a half hours. Because the finale episode of the show is epic. I think you're going to love that episode where I'm joined by another brilliant guest. As always, you can keep up to date with the podcast and traders updates on Instagram at the Trader Podcast or on X at the Trader Pod, or you can email me at the Trader Podcast at gmail.com. Send me a message, a DM, an email, go on, I will reply. They're so much fun to get. Until the next episode, stay faithful. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.